welcome to the Acupuncture Outsider podcast. My name is Richard Hazel, and in the time it takes for you to commute to or from work, I hope to have shared something of interest about orthopedic acupuncture using motor points, trigger points, myofascial slings, neurofunctional acupuncture, segmental treatments, anything that crosses my mind that seems to be of interest. I hope you'll enjoy it. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Acupuncture Outsider. This is Richard Hazel and today I want to talk about my new purchase. I haven't even received it yet, Um, but this week I went on to PantheonResearch.com to buy my first Pantheon electric stim machine. We had we had small the small uh, four-channel Pantheons at Pacific College when I was in acupuncture school, so I'm fairly familiar with the quality, um, and I can say that they're they're solid machines. You know, they they last for years and. Um, I until recently, about a year or two ago, when I bought a fairly inexpensive um, electric stim machine, I didn't appreciate how important it is to have a high quality electric stim device that that regulates the um, electric impulse. Um, what I get with my cheap, uh, when I say cheap, I mean like. um, eight channels. Um, It does different modes. It does continuous, discontinuous, mixed. Um, It does different frequencies, but it, it is so unregulated in, in the, well, let me just tell you what I see when I'm, when I'm turning it on, when I, the, it's, you, you turn on the power, you set the timer, it won't let you turn on any of the leads and get any juice until you set the timer. So you have a main power switch and then the lights come on for the for the timer. You set your timer and then you can turn leads on. And when I click that little knob, I see a jolt that moves the needles in the patient even at zero. And then when I tur- as I turn it up, there's no stimulation at all until I get up to maybe a four or five on the wheel and then it's moving. So I know that when I first clicked it on, it jolted electricity into the needles. Um, I don't think most of the time the patients know the difference of what's going on and why, but it's, it's highly undesirable in my opinion to have that kind of unregulated current, um, but I continue to use it because I, you know, I eight channels lets me cover sixteen points, and that's that's sometimes not even enough for some of the athletes that I'm treating. So then, in in some cases, I have that device and two Ito ES one thirties to cover everything. The e, the ES one thirty, by the way, is is gold standard for people using you know electric stimulation acupuncture for orthopedic purposes. I think it became popular because of the McMaster uh, people at in uh, Hamilton, um, Ontario, and um, 
it just becomes the the standard for those of us who learned um, from sort of lineage of the McMaster people. So we end up using the pointer, the pointer plus, the pointer Excel, and the Ito ES130. That's just sort of like the McMaster standard. And I think they may even have influenced uh, those brands to create these devices more for, to suit their purposes. So um, I have the ES130s that I've had for years, probably 10 years. They, they're solid. They work. My only complaint is that the cables break regularly. I just had to order some more. Um, they, they'll get little shorts in them. And I'm very good about not wrapping the, the, the cables or making them bend too much at their insertion point. They just break. But anyway, they're not terribly expensive, about 12 or 13 US dollars for um, each new lead that you need. So, um, so the reason I'm buying a Pantheon is I want the Pantheon um, 12 pens unit, um, which was created with a lot of input from uh, Bill Craig, Dr. Craig, who developed Craig pens um, percutaneous electric nerve stimulation. Um, and that, that whole, um, methodology has been really useful for me for treating things like migraine headaches. So, and, and by the way, on, on chronic low back pain patients, um, it's different, at least it's different than, um, the McMaster, um, perfusion because Dr. Craig would choose locations based on dermatomal, myotomal, and sclerotomal um, reasoning, which would include much more, many more options than just a perfusion, which tends to want to look at the autonomic um, is it, ganglia. So while there is some overlap, and it's very likely, in my opinion, that the perfusion treatment was developed due to the success that Dr. Craig had with Craig pens, um, they are different and they're, they're used for different reasons. So Craig pens is all about pain and it's not necessarily about blood perfusion um, or, or affecting the autonomic nervous system beyond the effects that we want from any style of acupuncture, including classical. So, um, so I've been working with well the other day i was working on one of my regular patients who has uh, he already had um, major back surgery and he, he doesn't even have um, spinous processes at l3 and 4 there's just like a a dent there <laughs> so good luck trying to find the exact location for because i like to go to the sides of the spinous process um so Anyway, um, I'm working on him regularly, and I've been I've been playing around with mixed frequencies, um, especially for like migraines. And I wanted to do some mixed frequencies for for him in his low back. Um, Doctor Craig, um, I think when he first developed pens, he started out at lower frequencies one, one two, four. Um, and then he's played around, he played around with different, um, frequencies, including higher frequencies, but, um, 
once he had the ability to do mixed frequencies, uh, he landed in the 15 and 30 range for a lot of pain conditions. Um, and he did some research to v validate that the response to a mixed uh, frequency, three seconds on, three seconds off uh, of those 15 and 30 was more beneficial than uh, four, four hertz or 100 hertz in the research. Um, he also refers to a different study using one or two hertz and um, the higher frequencies. So what he determined was that all of them were more beneficial than the sham pens. And what sham pens was, was acupuncture needles put into the same locations at T12, L2, L4, and what looks in the image like something in the, in the deep rotators like quadratus femoris. Um, so um, they did sham pens using acupuncture needles with zero uh, um, electric stimulation. The sham people got no relief. They had the same vast scales, the same lack of ability to do things, and the same poor sleep patterns. The Everyone who got electric stimulation, um, acupuncture, did better, but the mixed frequency people did remarkably better on the pain scale, on the, on the daily activities, and the sleep, better sleep. So that was the 15 hertz and 30 hertz mix. So here I, I'm working on this patient and I was like, you know, wouldn't it be fun to try out different frequencies? Cause I've been doing the sort of one hertz or two hertz thing for the, you know, as long as I've been using electric stimulation. Um, so I've been, you know, I mean, I, you know, the ETO can do high frequency and, and I will use high frequency for things like um, joint needling. Um, but, but when it comes to segmental treatment, um, I've been using lower frequencies and I have mixed frequencies um, for my headache patients, but I'll do like one and four hertz with, an e with two ETOs. So that's really the best I could do with, with ETOs. And, um, and my crap machine that I don't love, um, I just can't trust it. <laughs> I just can't for like a discontinuous, but the, but the pens protocol uses the, uses the mixed mode, which is, which is a discontinuous pattern. Um, it's not just a continuous heartbeat pulse. It's, it's going to be a rapid fire for three seconds and then three seconds off and then another rapid fire for three seconds and then three seconds off. And it's going to mix between the two frequencies, the 15 Hertz and the 30 Hertz. So I wanted to do that sort of thing with this patient that I've been treating regularly. He's, he has a nerve damage that's been validated by, you know, electromyography um, on his left side due to the back problems that he had before surgery and it just never got better. So I work on I work frequently on trying to stimulate those um, nerve trunks to get things firing better, and um, but his chief complaint has always been back stiffness, and he has um, 
he has really hard, dense, low back muscles. Um, and so I've been doing some fairly deep, deeper than usual um, insertions of, of uh, 60 millimeter needles in his low back, um, sort of C-Chan uh, gun style. I don't try to tap the lamina, but I am going into the deeper ischemic, dense, dense muscle, and it's made a big change for him. But I've been thinking, you know, wouldn't it be great if I could use higher frequency with him? Because what we know about higher frequency from really from what McMaster has demonstrated is that the higher frequency can be more effective for inhibited muscles. Um, the low frequency is excellent no matter what. Okay, it's great for pain. It's great for tissue regulation. It's great for blood circulation. But the higher frequency can have just an added benefit for something that's inhibited. Um, so you have inhibited muscles and you use a higher frequency or you're trying to um, neuromodulate something for a, a neuropathy. The higher frequency, and I think McMaster would tend to use 10 hertz, um, the higher frequency seems to be way more effective clinically, um, you know, clinical observation. I don't have um, research to um, point you to, but my own experience and the experience of many, many other people has been that the higher frequency is better for getting an inhibited muscle firing better, like a glute max, or muscles that have become inhibited because of an injury or surgery. You'll find a lot of muscle inhibition caused by surgery. That higher frequency is just going to be way better. Um, and near a nerve trunk can also make a huge change for relaxing tight muscles as for and also just getting inhibited muscles firing better. Or like I said, if you're working on a neuropathy patient, that that neuromodulation is so much faster with a higher frequency. So, you know, we know from low back research, including probably um, uh, Stuart McGill's research, that the multifidus muscles in, in people with chronic low back pain become inhibited. We know they get tight from, from, uh, from the, the compression of the nerve roots, um, but they also become inhibited. My guess is the pain caused by the, the issues in the back will inhibit the multifidus muscles. So we, what, what we know about the multifidus muscles is that they're a, a huge part of core stabilization. You know, our, our intrinsic stabilization system that is, is the abs, the diaphragm, the pelvic floor, and the multifidus muscles. Those all need to engage for um, good intra-abdominal pressure for core stabilization. So you can imagine that if the multifidus muscles have become inhibited due to pain, injury, surgery, etc., they're unable to stabilize the low back well. So then you're gonna you're gonna use a lot more of the erectors, the psoas, the QL, all those muscles um, to just to try to stabilize the spine. So um, and you'll have poor stabilization. You're more likely just going to be in pain all the time. Um, so it would be useful in my opinion, to be able to use a higher frequency electric stimulation of the those deep multifidus muscles um, for the one patient I just mentioned or for anybody where we suspect that chronic pain has led to 
the just the uh, inhibition of those multifidus muscles. Now, here's the problem. If I hook my patient up to my etos and I put one eto at 15 and I put one at 30, when I turn it on, it's not, there's no discontinuous mode. It's continuous. So it's like creating a light muscle spasm in the low back. And you can, you know, you do that for 30 minutes. Uh, Craig Pence is usually a, a 30 minute session. So you're not going to do that, right? So it leaves you fewer options if you just have the Ito or you just have the crap machine that I have. Um, it's not going to be the Craig Pence style mixed mode. So I had to fork over the money for this, this six lead. Um, uh, it's called the, the 12 pen, the 12 pens, uh, Pantheon. And I'm excited about it because I, I know how good Pantheons are. I, I remember using them in school. They're solid. This thing's going to last a long time. Um, but it's not cheap. Totally worth it. If, if I'm correct, um, so I'll be able to use higher frequency on a discontinuous mixed mode, get the benefits of Craig Pence that dumps all these great opioids that make you feel better, that will neuromodulate the pain in the low back and the muscle and those nerves that are um, probably hypersensitized because of disc issues and stenosis. And on top of it, get those inhibited multifidus muscles firing better wouldn't it be great to be able to turn those back on and have better core stabilization for somebody who's lived with chronic pain chronic back pain um, i can imagine many other applications including for my migraine patients of being able to use a mixed mode so i'm excited to look into it and and you can be sure that as I start using it more and and get and you know having an opinion about it, I will be doing a future episode to talk about it. But right now, I just wanted to bring it up as something to think about. That I think um, it's a lot of us learned from a lot of the same people who many of them came out of McMaster or were influenced by McMaster, and so we kind of just you know, we did what, what they did because we want the results that they got. But I think it's okay to um, keep looking and keep reading the research. Um, and I encourage you to look at the Craig Pence research. I'll link some into this podcast um, copy um, so you can kind of see what I was looking at. I was looking at a uh, medical journal, um, what was it called? anesthesia and uh analgesia is the journal medical journal so i'll link some of those um links in there for you so you can also look at them and see what you think um so i'm just putting it out there you know if if you haven't invested in a decent electric stim device maybe check out the pantheon pantheonresearch.com i don't I don't get any money from them. I'm just, you know, I know I, I know they're solid. I know their quality. I know that their electric their electric stimulation is well modulated. It is biphasic. It's really the it's really probably should be considered the gold standard um, above and beyond the Eto ES130. I, I feel like the ES ES130 
130 is solid quality um, and it does what we need it to do for those of us who use um, continuous one hertz or two hertz or continuous 100 or 150 hertz um, the ito is very flexible and can go up to very high frequency that's one thing a lot of people really like about it it has three leads so it can cover six points six uh, needles um, and if you have two obviously you can do double that but um, maybe check out the pantheon and see what you think if you haven't invested in something because it's a solid solid machine they've been around for decades and they've they've worked with the people who need them the doctors who needed um, the electric stem to to really fine-tune the options so that we can do things like a mixed mode with two different frequencies a discontinuous um, at microcurrent or milliamp um, there are a lot of things you can do okay so that's uh, that's my um, two cents for today. I will certainly be reporting back um, as I start using this device and seeing what it can do, especially for chronic pain patients like migraine patients and chronic low back pain patients. All right. Have a great week. I will talk to you soon.